Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, Out of Five Stars, a weekly bookish podcast. We're your hosts, Jess and Jess. I'm the Jess in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm the Jess in Portland, Oregon. Each week we sit down with a delicious drink and talk about all things books, TVs, movies, you name it. We're going to have you covered. This week on the show, Jess and I are making our way over to Seattle, Washington via the book Written in the Stars by Alexandra Belfleur. I think that's how you say her last name. Could yes. Be wrong, yeah. Uh, the book was first published, I think in May of 2020. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong on that one. Um, but for sure it was published last year in 2020. Yep. And it currently has a 3.99 uh, on Goodread. So Goodread. So I think that's, that's pretty high up there. Have we had anything that's been like a 4.0? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that was solid for on Goodreads, but, um, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been around very long. It came out last year and it was kind of marketed as like a holiday romance. Right. Um, and it is a pretty niche holiday romance. It's a, um, female, female romance story. LGBTQ friendly. Right. Um, so I think that's, I'd say it's a pretty good rating for Goodreads for being such a niche category. Yeah, because um, people suck and would yeah. give it like terrible ratings. But then again, you the cover it um, has it's cute. two women on the cover. So if you're not into it, it stops haters at the cover. Yeah, if you're <laughs> not like, into it, you're not going to buy it. So like, this is what it looks. Yes, um, I love the cover. It's really cute. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, what are you? What are you drinking? And also, we have to add this for this book. What's your sign? I am drinking a Santa Julia. That's the name of the wine. It comes in a bottle, not in a box. So we're already fancy. Ooh, Darcy. Darcy. Okay. Um, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. It's from Argentina. I got it at Costco. It's. I really like it. I'm probably going to buy it again because it's really good. What about you? Nice. Um, okay. Well, oh, wait, I wait, wait. Have... I forgot. Yeah. What's your I'm, sign? I'm a Cancer. Cancer. All right. Nice. So the wine I'm drinking also from a bottle. I felt like I had to do a bottle for this episode because I feel like we're both very Ellie, but I'd like to be more Darcy in my life, you know? Anyway, I think I pretend to be Darcy sometimes. Uh, yes. I would love to come off as a Darcy, but I'm probably an Ellie most of the time. You say uh, Ellie, I would say L. L? Mm-hmm. E-L-L-E? L. L? Okay, well, L or Ellie, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I should look that up. I write it in my brain as Ellie. Okay. Um, Ellie Jones. Anyways, I'm drinking uh intrinsic intrinsic wine. Uh it's from the Columbia River Valley and it's a it's a, a 2017 bottle. So I thought I went super fancy with that. Um, Damn. But it's like it's like very fruity and has like a lot of blueberry jam kind of flavors. Um, very cute, uh, cute bottle. I thought it was a cute bottle. I'm, I'm a sucker for that, but this is a bottle that Chris bought for me. So nice. he bought it for me intrinsic. It's red and from Columbia Valley. So, I mean, I always get stuff from Columbia Valley because I'm like, Hey, what's, what's up? We're right here. We're here with what's you. What's your sign? My sign. I am a Leo. Whenever I say that, people are like, oh, that's so obvious. It is kind of obvious. Okay. Um, if you haven't read the book, we are asking 
this whole sign situation because written in the stars, L. I'm going to say L. I'm going to stick with L. I think it's Let's L. stick with L. We'll go with L. She is in astrologer. She right? was going to school. Um, so she was going to school. Yeah. For astrology and astronomy. I think focused astronomy mm-hmm. focused. Yes. And then now she does astrology, which yeah. I'm positive. I'm going to get these flip-flopped, but she was going to school for like the study of stars, the planetary stars, stuff like that. Um, and then she dropped out of school later to do horoscope readings, astrology. Okay, astrology. Yeah. So, so I was right. It is astrology. She was doing yes. astrology. So that's why, and there's a lot of the theme of astrology in, in this book. Um, Okay, so let's get right into it. This in. is, like we said earlier, it's an LGBTQ couple falling in love. It is Elle and Darcy, two mm-hmm. women in their late 20s, falling in love in Seattle. Yeah, it's it the the story itself is centered around the like fake relationship trope. So that they kind familiar. of familiar. Yeah, right. We I feel mm. like. You know, we keep dipping our toes into similar things, but that's just how life is. Uh, I'm not against it. I like the fake relationship trope. It's always like really fun to see how a different different authors will take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really appreciated it because their first meeting wasn't star-crossed lovers. It you was know? terrible. It was really bad. It was just awful. Speaking of like our red wine, there was a red wine incident. There's On a, a dress. A, yeah, a, a vintage like, you know, family dress that has family mm-hmm. family um specialness to it so I just kind of like that it wasn't one of those like oh they've you know star-crossed lovers from the start kind of thing it come it starts out with some turmoil there's some like stuff that you wouldn't expect in a romance novel mm-hmm. at, right at the beginning um one thing that I have to say initially starting this book uh, one, I, I always really like books that take place in, in locations that I've already been. Cause that's just kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of know in your brain, what you can see there. Um, but I will say you could really enjoy this without even having ever been to Seattle because of how it's written. It is so like detail oriented, but not, it doesn't take away from the story. That's what I felt. I really liked, um, her writing style, just how it was like very, sensory it almost felt like like mm-hmm. you felt like you were right there with the characters I, fe- I felt like Elle was them. spilling wine on me I'm like oh my god mm-hmm. yeah it was it was pretty cute and I just really enjoyed the writing style so I just wanted to put that out there um before going into anything further like you don't have to you didn't need to have gone to Seattle to like feel like you're in Seattle in this yeah one. um so yes they're in Seattle they meet it's not very they have, there's like sparks, but L is kind of like a little bit flustered, I guess, in their meeting and nervous. She was late and she spills wine and Darcy she's, immediately. She's late. She's late. She assumes Darcy is, is the hostess of the. Because she's too sexy. Yeah. Um, then she like, doesn't and this is a know blind date the, guys. Yeah. Oh, it's blind date set up by Darcy's brother. Mm-hmm. Who's a coworker of L. Um, and 
also the like wine list is really expensive. So she's like freaking out about that. Then she doesn't know what an actuary is or what they do, which I didn't know what it was. I don't know what that is either. Um, so it was just like a whole series of like fumbles, mess ups, and it was just off to a really rough start. That being said though, they're both extremely hot. So they felt some sort of spark or connection just because they're extremely sexy ladies. Yeah. So, um, helps. so obviously didn't work out. They didn't want to see each other again, but mm-hmm. it's at the beginning of the story, it's kind of implied that Darcy moved from the East coast over to Seattle because something happened. It sounds like she was engaged and that didn't end well. So Brendan, her brother, her younger brother, who is an app developer, like a mm-hmm. love app developer, um, mm-hmm. has been trying to set her up and like have her find love because as a love app developer, it's kind of sad that your sister He's a or you, romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. your sister or you don't have like a relationship. Like he's trying to get other people to have, mm-hmm. um, And in order to get her brother, Brendan, off of her back, she just lies and says, oh, Elle and I really hit it off and we're going to start dating. We're like dating now. um, So please don't set me up on any more dates. But oopsie daisy, uh, he works with Elle. So he's like, oh my God, girlfriend, like date sounded like it went great. Uh, So you're going to start banging my sister and- Elle's like, uh, what? I overheard her on her, on the phone after the date saying it was terrible. So she's just like, well, she didn't say that. She didn't say that to Brendan in her, in her head. No, no, no. In her brain. She's like, uh, what, uh, what confused sister is he talking to? So she's really confused. And then like hilarity ensues. And that's when the fake relationship starts, they make their deal. And it's just, it follows like similar tropes to, okay, now you have a fake relationship. We got to know everything about each other in a very short amount of time. Here's the outline of the deal. You're going to go to my family party. I'm going to go to your family party. We're going to both have our back scratched and it's going to work out great. Or other right? things scratched. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, since you said that, uh, you know, I think it's very I actually do read a lot of romance novels, but I would say I read a lot of, I read a lot of what I would call things you can find in like your grandma's closet romance novels. Does that make sense? Very like cheesy. Very cheesy. Like a lot of them are cowboy themed. I don't know why that's just where they always go, but I do like romance novels and that's kind of just been my thing, um, for like comfort reads. And here's the thing. All of those are going to have sex scenes. They're going to have sex scenes. Majority of the time, there's a lot of vocabulary, like throbbing and flushed and never clit. You'll never find the word clit in any of those books. Um, or I don't know if the sex scene came, 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 The sex scenes in this were really well done, I thought. And there were only two. There was only two. And I thought it was the perfect amount for what, how long is this book? Like three- 300-ish pages. 300-ish pages. I thought that was a perfect amount to very like intimate. That's what mm-hmm. I would say. They weren't like sloppy or or like 
you know, if you're worried, I mean, it's definitely like, I don't know what the rating is, but it's like PG 13. Like you wouldn't want anyone really young reading these because it is really saucy, but I don't think it was like anything that was like typical romance novel, gross or basic or boring. Mm -hmm. It was thoughtful, um, you know, delicate and yeah. I really appreciated how, so the first, one of the first scenes, um, Brendan invites her sister Darcy and Elle on a double date. And so they're like, oh crap, mm-hmm. this wasn't on the plan. I guess we're going to go on a double date and do like an escape room, which I've never Another done. Another escape room. This was in uh, 12 Dates of Christmas too. Yeah. I've, I've never done an escape room, but now I kind of want to, it sounds kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you know, and along along the date, there was a little bit of touching to make it seem that they are dating, which they are pretending. Play the part. Yeah, play the part. And they go and drop off Elle at her apartment. Darcy walks her to, her do- to the door and she's like wanting to kiss her and Elle wants to kiss her and like she just says, you know what? I think we should kiss because my brother's watching. And I'm just like holding on to every single word that I'm reading. Like, oh my God, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm so excited. And the sparks, the way that the author described the kiss was magical. I loved it. It was. It was beautiful. Yeah. Again, I just have to say, like this, the sensory very passionate very like delicate sensory writing where it's, it's not, you know, nothing's throbbing, but we get the, like the emotion from these really short scenes. It's, it's also great too. Cause it's not like drawing anything out. The kiss was like a page long, but it was like perfect chef's no, kiss. It's kiss. getting everything wet. Everything moist. No, moist. not moist. Can't use moist. <laughs> um, I think she put, she says damp at one point and I was like, I wouldn't use that one because I'm in Portland and we have to have like damperid in every closet. I'm like, damp doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Neither does moist. But um, outside of the usage of damp, she was, it was all written really well. And yeah. I will have to, I, I do have to put this out here. This was my first, I think this is my first female, female romance. Okay. I think this is my first LGBTQ romance in general. Okay. And it's it's not because I've been avoiding it. It's just that I've never, it's not something I've just stumbled upon. And mm-hmm. we, we were going to read it for the podcast and I was really excited about it. This is a book that I actually finished all the way. Um, and another point that I wanted to make was I really enjoyed this one because usually we only see LGBTQ couples once they're already in relationships whether it's in a book or in a movie they're like oh yeah my uncle you don't see the courting phase or anything like that yeah yeah we don't see them falling in love and I I love them falling in love in this in this book yes I did too I really enjoyed the the courting process and the like fake relationship morphing into the real relationship and you know focusing on that trope I feel like a lot of the times it just like is comically jumped over to like 
the fake relationship to when they get to the real relationship. Mm -hmm. And this one seemed very like thought out and real and seemed like it could have been a true process. Like most of the times with rom-coms, it's like so over the top and the language, the like conversation uh, dialogue is just so over the top. You're like kind of laughing at just things that, you know, in like Bridget Jones diary, like the, the language is so comical. Sometimes you're like, people would never freaking talk like that. But this one seemed all very normal, like very normal conversations people could have. And it wasn't over the top. Um, so that I just said, yeah, Bridget Jones, this was like, um, they kind of, uh, advertised it as a pride and prejudice, Bridget Jones, uh, vibe book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you said you've seen both of those films. And I have not. Not both? You haven't seen both? No. I have I saw Pride and Prejudice probably when I was in high school, and that was yeah. over 10 years ago now, so I don't oh, know. don't date yourself. <laughs> okay, so I never read Bridget Jones, but I did see the movie, um, and I read Pride and Prejudice back in high school when we were young, and I have seen the movie. And I really liked, I didn't get a whole lot of the Bridget Jones nods, I guess, there was like some because L is a mess, quote yeah. unquote. She's a she's a mess. So she's so kooky, but not really. I don't know. Bridget Jones had her own set of mess to deal with, and her I guess her last name is Jones. L's last name is Jones. I got more Ooh, of the pride. Jess's last name is Jones. Oh, we're all we're, Port, Portland Jess, not me. So unique. I'm just I can't help it. Uh, I got more of the pride and prejudice vibes, you know, with the obviously the names okay darcy darcy Darcy, um lizzie l uh but then with like l's family kind of giving me more of like the society vibes and pride and prejudice i saw a lot more of the themes of pride and prejudice in in this book um and i liked it because it wasn't a retelling it's not a retelling i will say that it's not a retelling it's just got it's very original nods like hey what's up pride prejudice um okay so you touched a little bit about Elle's family. Mm-hmm. I want to say for the record, Elle's family sucks. They're all douchebags. Even the redemption that is the like. We her, never really get to see the redemption. We don't see the redemption with the mom. The redemption, as far as like her siblings are concerned, is like they send her flowers and say sorry. And they, but, they kind you know, of try. They try, but actions speak louder than words. Like they should really just be constantly like hyping up their sister who is some like big wig. And so Jess and I know like getting Instagram followers is difficult work. And if they've got like, I don't know what they say, like thousands. thousands? Yeah. Not, not just that though. Like, um, people actually, you know, use their content. Um, right. And they're writing a book. They're helping out with uh, the app and all this other stuff. So like, she has really got the, you know, thing down that she's doing and she's forging her own way. And, and remember, Elle just, is the like, astrologer. Yeah. Her family needs to freaking step up and like get over themselves and their notions of like, oh yeah, I need to be doing a desk job. Yeah. And that's, and that's what the mom really wants is, is um, her to just finish her doctorate's degree and go sit behind a desk instead of, you know, working from home, which everybody is working from home now, mostly um, from her kitchen table and not having like a real stable job. Yeah. They're just not very on her side. And at one point, and I thought this was really freaking cute because it gets pulled through to the end of the book. 
one of the at the dinner someone at says l yeah someone says l you're like cilantro you would they either like you or they don't i was like what but yeah i guess some people think cilantro tastes like soap if they have the, some certain gene which i've never met anyone who has that gene i love cilantro i think great on the things that it normally goes on so i was like oh that's weird um but that was something i never knew did you know that people some people think cilantro tastes like soap. yeah yeah i knew that i'm not gonna yuck anyone's yum but i just never heard of that before but for um, somebody to for your little sister to say oh people either like you or they don't like that's kind of yeah. rude especially when you are bringing your fake girlfriend to thanksgiving for the first time and exactly. the reason that l wanted to bring darcy to Thanksgiving was because she has a real job and she wanted her family to see like, Hey, if they think that I'm in a stable relationship with somebody who wants to date me, then maybe they'll see me in a higher light. Exactly. And that is kind of sad. I know Um, it was such a bummer. So yeah, in the end, cilantro, yada, yada, yada. In the end, of course, like this fake relationship trope always has to have, you know, in the third act, there's some thing that happens. And the thing that happens in this book is, um, Darcy's mom comes to town and Darcy's mom is a, Darcy sees her as a train wreck mess. Um, and Darcy kind of took over the responsibilities of mothering her younger brother and just kind of being responsible at a really young age. Um, and anyway, so her mom is, you know, in town talking to Darcy and saying like, Oh, you know, this girl that you're seeing, Oh, I don't know if she's right for you. She's, as she said something in the book that, um, anyways, Elle was like listening in on this conversation, heard everything. And prior to this though, prior to this, they started seeing each other for real because they developed real feelings like they do. And right. And now hearing them, hearing Darcy say, Oh, you know, I'm just having fun with her. It kind of took Elle aback, like, Oh, so we're just having fun. It's not real. It punched her in the gut because Elle is the starry eyed romantic. Mm-hmm. She's the one who's like, all right, I really do feel feelings. And Darcy said, you know, we're taking away the expiration date of this fake relationship. We're seeing where this goes. So she had hope. Then she heard her and her mom talking and, you know, is crushed. So that's when the cilantro is pulled back in Darcy's you know, grand apology to get back in into Elle's life is getting a cilantro plant, which is really cute, showing up at her door and being like, please take me. Love back. you. I love I'm you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a question for you. I might have an answer. Are you ready? Yeah, maybe. If you were in this story, okay, who would be the person that you dated? Elle or Darcy? Oh, so like, which one would I be and which one would I be dating? Uh, no, you don't have to be somebody else. You would just have to be dating somebody. Oh, which one would I want to date? Yeah. Mm. See, it's very interesting because Chris and I have talked about this. Redheaded women are spicy. Everyone loves a redheaded <laughs> woman. Yeah. Does anyone love a redheaded guy? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> So, okay. I think like, obviously Darcy seems very put together. She's hot. She's tall. She's got freckles. She does seem to have a stick up her ass. So if I were getting the the choice, mm, sure. Okay. I don't use coasters. 
and I never will. <laughs> Jess is like, hey, look at my coaster. Look at my coaster. Well, you made that coaster and it's super cool. If I made coasters and I had a super cool coaster that I made with my hubby, I'd use them, but I don't have coasters. Maybe if I own a house one day, I'll have coasters. I would probably be dating Elle. Um, she's fun, bubbly. She's she like she a good time. She's the thrifty girl. Yeah, that's yeah. Which would just be like dating myself, which I don't know if that would go over very well. Who would you who would you date? I was like kind of going back and forth on this one too. I was kind of thinking like, yeah, um, for some reason I would feel like Darcy is too good for me. Too intimidating, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. I would try and go for it. Totally Darcy. Yeah. You'd go for a Darcy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we could go double date then in the escape room. I'd go with Elle. You'd go with Darcy. Yeah. There you go. It's funny. So you, you two thing, would be the blondes because Elle is blonde. That's true. Mm-hmm. You could go a little bit redder. And you, you don't have to change your last name if you get married. That's true. Elle Jones. hyphenate Jessica Jones, Jones hyphen Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Um. So one character that I wanted more of that I didn't get enough of was Margot. I wanted more of her. And at one point I thought she was going to end up dating. Same. Um, I agree. Brendan, the brother, I thought she was going to start dating Brendan. And I was like, if you haven't read the book, Margot is Elle's roommate who also yes. runs this astrology um, business with her. Mm-hmm. So they, yep. they've and been roommates since they were freshmen in college. Yes. So, yeah. So they're thick and thin roommates. Um, I think she's, they, they said that she's pansexual, right? Yes. Okay. So she, she could date Brendan and uh, you informed me that there's going to be a second book in this series. Yes. Which but we'll talk about that at the end. Awesome. Okay. We'll talk, we'll talk about, about that at the end. end. Okay, fine. Uh-huh. We'll go. <laughs> we'll go past it. Um, Let's see. Oh, speaking of things that we see a lot of, there were lists in this book. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. The first list I saw, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Jess is going to put this down. She's going to have flashbacks (laughs) to Mountaintop School for Dogs. But I will say the lists in this book were fun. You know? Yeah. It's It's like your your Christmas song based on your astrology sign or like, I don't know what, what breakfast item you'd get based on your, you know, your sign. What breakfast item you are based on your sign. Right. Right. So it was all these like little short lists and there wasn't a lot. And I don't think it took away from the story. It was very much like the, uh, the correct amount of spattering throughout. And it added to the story because, you know, she begins by having these very service level lists for work, like the breakfast item. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, you know, what's, you know, after the breakup, cause they do go through a little breakup in like the second act or whatever. It's like, what's your breakup song based on your sign or, mm-hmm. you know, it, so it, it goes through, it adds to the story. I thought, because it goes through her emotions, Elle's emotions right. and her, yeah. what she's dealing with. Um, are you normally in astrology person believer? You look up your horoscope kind of person. I, I dabble. Um, I'm definitely not a Darcy where I'm like, I don't against believe it hundred percent because I think it's, I think it's like anything like tarot or whatever. It's like, if you believe in it, then it's real kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think that's the same for astrology. It's like, if you believe in it, 
it's real more so like astrology is like for for me it's like a little guiding thing like Mm -hmm. something to meditate or chew on you know you don't have to there's a lot of things that you know people associate with leos that i'm like nah that's that's not my vibe but you know i think it's just something good to fill fill space and like sit with for a while mm-hmm. that that's where i think what what are you what about you are you an astrology person um i think i go up and down on it like sometimes i'll like i'm really into it and i'll read it and sometimes i just don't um mm-hmm. but definitely sometimes the placement of the planets like this week was really crappy for work and not just for me but for Chris too and last week as well and I had just looked at him and I was like you know what it's because Mercury is in retrograde (laughs) and he's like what's that and I'm like google it and if you don't know it's when Mercury is traveling backwards Mm -hmm. right planet is going backwards so it throws everything off um Stuff like that. It's it's funny to like have a scapegoat for it, right? Right, right. When people are like, "Oh, I just hit a car," and they're like, "Oh, you're such a you're such a Pisces." Yeah, something. yeah. They're like, "Oh, you're such a Scorpio. That's such a mm-hmm. Scorpio thing to do." I love it. I, I mean, I think it's fun, and it is what you make it or whatever. I will say, I do. I I love um, astronomy. Like, I do like looking at the stars and following, you know different times of the year. We go camping a lot, Chris and I, and I love taking star photos. I've like been trying to get better at it and stuff like that. So he, um, a couple of Christmases ago bought me like a, a astronomy book where I could like look and see, Oh, what, what those, you know, things are all over. And so when I take these the pictures, stuff in I'm the like, sky? the stuff in the sky, well, <laughs> you know, there's satellites, there's satellites, there's planets, there's trash, all these different probably. things there's so much space trash. Now there's like a Tesla car with a robot in it, in it up there. Anyways, yada, yada. I like taking pictures of the stars and then looking like, Oh, that's what my picture was. Or when we go camping, I'm like, Oh, there's the North star. And assuming I might be able to find my way home because I know where three particular stars are at any given time. It's fun. And I, um, I did enjoy that romantic aspect of the story. It's hard not be romantic when you're talking about stars yeah it's hard not to be romantic when you got two hot chicks having hot sex scenes where you're like damn all right that's not your grandma's uh romance novel (laughs) definitely not grandma's romance novel um yeah I don't know I really liked it I like that they fell in love I like that um if you want to know what happened Darcy the reason that Darcy moved to Seattle was because um when she was engaged she caught her fiance um in bed with their one of their best mutual best friends which you know what a bitch it, um it would be enough to make anybody move across the country and that shows self-respect on her part because a lot of people they would have just gotten married anyways and said oh it was a mistake mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah, why do you think I'm we, out here in Portland? We are no, not here to judge, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. However, no, you no feel. judge, no no judgment here. But I thought that was good on her for her to like, you know, yeah, move move out and then find L because she when she met L and started getting to know her better, she said, "I've never felt this way about anybody, mm-hmm. not even 
her fiance at the time. So, yes. So one other thing about the nod to Pride and Prejudice, and this was something just, you know, just particular to me was I had pretty similar feelings towards Darcy and Mr. Darcy in the beginning of both books. Like them? I didn't really, I didn't like them very much. Cause I just thought they were too, like, obviously they're both written to be like snooty, like, uh, stay away from me types. And then once you start to get to know them in this one, I started to really like Darcy when it came out, she loved soap operas mm-hmm. and wrote fan fiction. I was like, Oh, you little freaky nerd girl. Like that's <laughs> awesome. And I was like, okay, she's cool. I like her now. But, um, for me, that was just like my personal experience with that character. I was like, okay, I see you, you little freak watching your soap operas. Um, so it's cute. So I feel like we've covered the story. I want to know what you think of it out of five stars. Okay. I really thought about this a lot and I was a little (laughs) bit conflicted. Like I, I was going back and forth on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I am giving it a Mm 3.75 out of five stars. And my reasoning behind it all, um, I loved the way that they fell in love. It was great. It was original kind of because of like the whole like fake relationship kind of thing. Um, I felt like the reason for them breaking up mm-hmm. was kind of stupid. Like, oh, they usually are in in this type of story. It was but yeah, it was yeah. terrible. Like, oh, uh, oh, so you're just having fun with me? And like, she couldn't confront her in a different way. Instead, she was just like, man, I ran away. I thought right. for Elle being the kind of person that she was for her to text Darcy after seeing Brennan and be like, Hey, what the hell you're saying that you're in a relationship with me or kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was ballsy. And then for Elle to just run away after she heard Darcy in saying, the cold. Yeah. After she heard Darcy yeah. saying that she was just having fun with her. I thought that was kind of stupid. Um, so that knocked it down. And then the also other- because that really wasn't like an L thing to do. Right. It wasn't so, part like, of her personality. Outspoken. Yeah. It, it did seem a little off there. I agree. Um, and the last, the last part about it, which really, cause that was like a four. And then the little bit at the end that knocked it down to a 3.75 was the way that it ended. It didn't give me any closure. It just like, Oh, I love you. And I wanted to see like a little bit more, maybe like a six months later, they're still like happily like moving in together or something like that. Or just like past the, you know, the big thing in Darcy's life was taking that test. And it would have been nice to be like, and the book coming out because Elle was having a book coming out. So the ending just kind of didn't do it for me. But But let's put a pin in that because I think we're going to get something out of that story yes so that was me 3.75 stars out of five stars um Mm -hmm. what about you I uh I I thoroughly enjoyed the book I think anyone could tell from what I'm saying um that being said it wasn't an extremely unique story plot line you know we've we've I've read a lot of books on the similar fake relationship trope but I thought this one was more real. It felt more real. Mm -hmm. The writing style was good. It wasn't, you know, as far as a romance, I really appreciated the, you know, 
delicate and thoughtful sex scenes. They, they weren't like, you know, they didn't offend me and it was written well where I was like, Ooh, I'm hot and bothered by this. This is good. Um, the characters are great. There were characters I wanted more of. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I give it a solid three. The character development was great for the two main characters. Yeah. But I just wanted more from, from just a couple other people. So because of that, I'm giving a solid three. I liked it. I would definitely read something by the author again. Um, Like we've mentioned before, I want there to be a sequel. So I'm going to tell you now, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. There, there is going to be a sequel for if you like this book. Um, And this time it's going to be about, it's called Hang the Moon. And it's going to be Brendan, aka Darcy's brother's love story. Um, It's coming out in May of 2021. And I'm excited to read it. I think we're definitely going to read it for the podcast. Oh, big time. We'll, we'll put it on our list right now. One thing that I don't know if we said this earlier in the episode, but we both Jess and Jess both thought Brendan and Margo were going to get together yeah. and we were going to get that in this book. We were like, uh, are they're hanging out together. They're going rock climbing. They're doing stuff without the other two. So I was like, okay, are they going to be getting together? Which like- is not to say though, that a, ma- a man and a woman cannot hang out and have something romantically, you know, but they, in they a rom-com, yeah. but in a rom-com, they usually get together. So I was just like, assuming we were going to get that. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put place my prediction that I think, I think it will be Brendan and Margo in the next want, one. Do you want me to break it to you? Cause the synopsis is already out. <gasps> Should yes, I break, break it, it to me. everybody? Bring um, it to everyone. Okay. Yes, it's Brendan's love story, but it is going to center around um, him falling in love with Annie. And Annie is Darcy's best friend growing up. Oh, okay. There were a couple sprinklings of that relationship when Darcy was talking to Annie. Annie doesn't live in Seattle. So that no. is that threw me for a loop. That's uh unexpected. But there was a couple of conversations with Annie where she was like, oh, your brother Brendan is got so hot. hot now. Mm-hmm. Like he's a bull he's he's not and a Brendan boy. has had a crush on Annie since they were growing up and even saved his virginity kind of until like a certain age because he thought that he was gonna lose it to her. Okay, so uh, hashtag uh, justice for Margo. Who the fuck does she get to be with? What, who is she, who's her love story gonna be? You know, man. Maybe in the next one they're gonna have like, oh, Margo's with somebody, like a little side character. Well, who then? Who does she get to get with? I'm like racking my brain. Who's left? Because we didn't. Because we didn't get a lot of other characters. That was my only other. My only nitpicky thing about it was there was not a whole lot of characters outside of the main two um annie is mentioned but she's like never in a scene right because she doesn't live there she's not there okay so you give it a three out of five stars i give it a 3.75 out of five stars um there you have it folks that wraps it up for this week's episode it was it was a good book you should go read it if you enjoyed our discussion and want to know 
and read all those sexy sex scenes. Yeah. And I don't think there's a whole lot of like things that would turn people away from this book. Um, like we mentioned, obviously it, it centers around a lesbian couple. Um, but it, it's a very well-written story. And I like, I mean, I don't know. I think if you were like, oh, I don't know if I'd want to read a story about a lesbian couple, you should read this one. Cause it's not like, it's cute. It's cute. And it's, I don't know why anyone would not want to read that particular type of story, but I think this would be a good introduction book. If you've never read a female, female romance story, this would be a good introduction to that world of books. Join us next week because we have a very special episode that we've been kind of talking to you about here and there. Um, It's the get to know the host episode. It's going to be our 15th show in order to celebrate our 500th stream. So keep sending in your questions and we will try to get to them in the episode. You're going to get to know who Jess and Jess are, how we met, who are we, how we ended up living where we're living, why we're doing the podcast, all sorts of things. And whatever you want to hear. So uh, thank you, first of all, for listening. That's like awesome. This is just something we thought about at work one day. And it's really amazing that there's like 500 listens, streams, downloads, whatever you call them. I don't know. I think that's, that's pretty cool. So don't forget to subscribe (laughs) and keep streaming those episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on all of the socials at out of five stars and that's outa with two T's. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.